Hi, and welcome back to On the Blacktop. Today's show, we're going to talk about moving along to the road of the sale. We talked a bit a little about in the first episode, but I want to start covering the actual ins and outs of dealing with customers. Uh, obviously, you've gotten hired, you've moved into the dealership, you've started your training a little bit, but I want you to have the ability to at least get involved with customers on a daily basis. So what we're going to cover today are just two small sections of the road to the sale. We're going to talk about the meet and greet, how to properly meet and greet a customer, the information that you can gather from that, as well as moving on to the pre-sale information, needs analysis, um, just depends on where you work, what they call it, but it's going to be finding out information about the customer, how they're going to use the vehicle that will help you pick out the right car for them and possibly build a little bit of rapport along the way to make it easier to sell them. The first thing you want to do is rehearse what you're going to say to the customer when they walk up. Now, one of the things I encourage you to do is always try to meet the customer outside somewhere near their vehicle. Uh, Don't wait for them to come in the dealership. This may give you an opportunity to pick up on a few more things. As the customer is approaching your lot, there's a lot of clues that you may be able to find on their vehicle. You can see that um, on the front license plate, you might see a baseball team, a football team, a hometown, um, happy to be a grandma. You might see those kind of things on the front license plate, and that's going to give you an opportunity to talk about something that obviously means something to that customer. So don't just sit inside and wait for somebody to just show up and say, oh, hey, can I help you? That's not a good place to be. You're better off meeting them outside, looking at their vehicle, talking to them a little bit out there. The other thing I'll tell you is as you're approaching the customer before you've said hello, Take notice of any hats they might be wearing, shirts they might be wearing. These are going to give you clues on how to build rapport with the customer. Again, just like that license plate, it's going to give you something to talk about with them that may not necessarily be directly related to the sale. So those things are very important in building the rapport part. So before we get onto that, though, let's talk about our our meet and greet a little bit more. When you first meet the customer... Firm handshake, nice smile, and welcome them to the dealership. Hi, welcome to ABC Motors. My name is Kelly Meggs, and I'm going to be helping you today. And what's your name? And take a second and write down the names of everybody in the party. I promise you, you meet a lot of people every day, and what's going to happen is those names are all going to get clouded in your head. You're not going to remember them all. So if you write them down somewhere on a little sheet of paper, stick in your pocket, you'll be able to reference back to that during your walk around presentation or your demo drive, whenever you can't remember what their name is. And as your username, it just helps them feel a little bit more comfortable. Obviously, people like to feel like they're doing business with somebody they know. And if you continue to use their name, basically, you get to know them a little bit. So take the time and do that. It's a very important step. Now, at this point, you're going to really try to transition the customer inside. Now, The inside move is not always what the customer is going to want to do. Sometimes they're just going to want to go right to the vehicles and start looking around. So it is something that you're going to have to say every customer is a little different on this. So you're going to have to play it by ear a little bit. What I recommend you do is ask the customer during your meet and greet. Once you're done, you write everybody's name down. You get to know them a little bit. Ask them what kind of vehicle they're looking for. Do they have a specific model in mind? How much do they know about it? And as they leave a little bit of questions like, well, we've seen a little bit of information, but we don't know all the different models. Use that as your opportunity to transition inside and just say, okay, great. Well, let's do this. Let's go inside. I'll go over a couple of different models with you, give you a couple of examples of what the cars have, and then I'll pull up one that we can look at specifically based on which one you like. 
This gives you an opportunity to bring the customer in, sit them down at the desk area, and get a manager involved right from the start. That's gonna help you, especially as a new person, gather your information. The manager can give you a sheet of paper, give you a little bit of a like pre-sell information paper and needs analysis um, to give you the right questions to ask the customer. Now I'm gonna go over some of those questions, but of course, everybody's gonna have different ones and I even have different ones that I do ask depending on the situation or the particular person I'm dealing with. So let's just go into that a little bit. Once you have them inside, you just wanna kinda of keep it very general. Now, one of the things that is crucial, and I think a lot of people miss this, is taking typical car questions that make sense. Like I'm gonna ask you a question about your car but really, my intent of that question has nothing to do with a vehicle. My intent, yes, I'm gonna use that to guide me towards a vehicle, but at this stage of the game, like I said in the first episode, people already know kind of what they're looking for. So they're gonna kind of point you in the direction of the vehicle, but you can use questions about the car to learn more about the person, and that's really where the, the separation comes between an amateur and a pro. Someone that sticks with this for a long time and makes a career and a living out of this and is very successful and someone who just can't seem to get it right. Two factors go into that. And the first factor is keeping your mind occupied while you're at work. Unfortunately, in our business, there's a lot of downtime and a lot of people get tied up thinking about other things and doing other things than they should be to make themselves successful. Remember, those successful things are your phone calls, prospecting, social media, being back in the service department. Always do something that's either working on a future sale or currently generating a sale or following up on a prior sale. All of those things are key to your success moving forward. The first thing I'd recommend you do is just ask who's going to be driving the vehicle. That's an easy question, normal question. Customers would expect somebody to ask them that question. And regardless of the answer, oh, he is, or I am, whoever, you want to ask this follow-up question. Who else might be driving? What you're trying to do is uncover anyone else involved in this sale. So if you say, Mr. Jones, who's going to be driving the vehicle? He says, I am. And he said, who else might be driving? And he goes, well, my 16-year-old daughter is going to use the car sometimes. Okay, well, regardless of what Mr. Jones believes, his daughter is going to have some input in this sale. Now that input may be just in picking out a color or something like that, but that's something you want to know up front. If you know it up front, you can tailor things later in the road to the sale to overcome the objection of the daughter not being there. So one of the things you could say, and this is, this is way advanced, we're going into the closing portion of the deal now, and we probably shouldn't jump far ahead, but just to give you an example, if I go to Mr. Jones, Mr. Jones, you drove the car, you liked the car, let's make a deal. And he says, sorry, I still have to make sure my daughter likes it, okay? You can revert back to what we're speaking about right now in the meet and greet and the pre-sell information and kind of reassure him that we have been doing that the whole time. Mr. Jones, when you first got here, one of the things we spoke about was the fact that you were gonna be driving the car and also your daughter was. So don't you think the entire time we've been picking out vehicles and looking for what it wants, you weren't just thinking about what you wanted, but you were also thinking about what your daughter wanted. So really, do we really need to have her here or maybe we could just give her a call and see which colors she likes? It's just a closing question and by using the stuff you found out in your pre-sell gives you an opportunity to possibly close the deal later. 
That's something that a lot of people do miss. Even seasoned veterans sometimes miss the opportunity to use their pre-sale to make a close later. So just remember, there's tons of questions and most of them are gonna give you no specific information with the first answer. It's the follow-up question that you ask that is the most important. And I always use the example, you can't dig for gold with a rake because you stay on the surface. You have to dig deeper. So remember, if you're gonna ask a question, be prepared to ask a follow-up question. Another great question. When you're doing pre-sale information, you already asked what, who's gonna be driving the vehicle. Now let's ask, what's the vehicle gonna be used for? Well, the vehicle's gonna be used for me going back and forth to work. Oh, really? We could drop it right there. We know he's gonna be driving back and forth to work. But he has given us an opportunity, again, to attempt rapport building. So let's take it back a second, ask the same question, but ask the follow-up question. What's the vehicle gonna be used for? Work. Oh, really? So what do you do for a living? Whatever he answers, he's gonna give you an opportunity to move in. Look, let's say he's a lawyer. Oh, really, how long have you been an attorney? 15 years, really, that's fantastic. You know, I have a friend of mine that was an attorney. What do you practice? What, what, what kind of law do you practice? And you're looking for something that would give you common ground, okay? So let's just say you have somebody in the family that's going through child custody battles or something like that. If he's a family law attorney, you might say, hey, unfortunately we've been going through a lot of stuff like that myself. Uh, with my grandson or my cousin or whatever it is, it gives you a reference point to build common ground with that customer because now they're looking at you as someone that they deal with regularly and it makes them more comfortable dealing with you now. So those types of things will help. Another thing you'll find out is that you can also find out their driving habits from those things. Okay, so where do you work at? And he'll tell you, okay, I work in Miami, okay, well, so your, your commute's about an hour, so you're gonna be driving on the highway, so one of the things that's gonna be important to you is when we're doing our demo drive, we'll take it up on the highway just so you can see how it drives. So it's just giving you a little bit more information about that customer to try to help you calm them down, smooth through the transition, and make them more comfortable working with you, okay? Now, the other things you wanna ask, you could pretty much ask any question at this time that has to do with who, what, when, where, and why. Number one, we need to answer all those questions. Number one, who, who, who's the car for? Who's gonna be driving it? Number two, what's it gonna be used for? I mean, what expectations do they have? If you, if you have somebody looking for a truck that'll tow 5,000 pounds and you're showing them something that'll tow 3,000, it's not gonna work. So that's why you need to know the what. What is this vehicle gonna be used for? Is there anything else that the vehicle might be used for? This guy might be driving his vehicle back and forth to work, but at the same time, need towing capacity because him and the wife and the kids go away on the weekend and they pull their travel trailer. So you have a lot of information that you can pull out of this pre-sale information that not only will help you select the vehicle, but it's also gonna take you a step further and put you in their daily driving habits and what the vehicle's actually gonna be used for. And those things are crucial to make sure you're selling the person the right car. But let's get back to the rapport building and see some other questions that can be asked. Why are they looking for a vehicle? What happened with their current vehicle? Is their current vehicle old? Has their current vehicle been passed down to a kid? Did they total their car? Were they in an accident? So safety might be important to them as you're presenting the new vehicle. So there's so many different things you can pick up from a good needs analysis and pre-sale information that can be used not only now to help you build rapport, but can help you later close the deal. So it's very important that you spend the time on these questions. 
Another good question. If the vehicle was your decision alone, is it something you were trying to do today? Or do you have a little bit of time, if we need to, to find the right vehicle for you? You're not really asking the customer, hey, buy right now or buy later. But what you are doing is putting it in their mind that they may have the opportunity to buy today. Or if we don't have the car that they want, are they willing to wait or can they possibly wait? The guy that's got a totaled vehicle, he's not going to be able to wait. There's a certain amount of time and his insurance company is going to give him a car. So you're going to have to have a vehicle pretty much ready for him to take now. So there, it's, it's kind of a hard question to ask somebody because you're afraid of the answer. A lot of salespeople won't ask questions they're afraid to get no to. But you have to understand something. Every single no you get puts you closer to the yes. See, if you don't know up front that this guy has not gotten his car truly totaled yet. He wasn't an accident, but the insurance company did not total it. So we're still kind of waiting on the insurance company. That's something that's going to be important for you and your management to discuss as you're working the deal, because it may be something where maybe we can say, look, even if they don't total it, we'll pay you enough for your trade-in once it's fixed to be able to get you out of it anyway. Who wants to drive a car that was almost totaled? So no one wants to get their car that's had $10,000 worth of damage back because they all think it's going to drive down the road sideways and not be safe. Even though that may not be true, we still need to try to find a way to trade them out of that car if it does get fixed. It could work to your advantage in the long run. The other scenario you might be faced with when you're trying to do pre-sale information is if the customer does not want to come inside or they're looking at that exact car and they're already heading that way by the time you get to them. So you're going to have to kind of try to do this on the fly outside on the car and it's probably the most uncomfortable place to do it. You're, it's very difficult to grab that information as you're walking around, but it can be done. So what I recommend you do is obviously the vehicle should be locked when you get to it. So you're going to have to get the key so you can have them come back in with you at that point in time. Say, hey, listen, I got to grab the key anyway. Why don't you come inside? I'll grab you a couple of waters and everything. We'll get you going. And they're going to say, no, we don't want to come inside. For some reason, they have this death, deathly fear of inside of a dealership. It's like you're going to a prison or something, but... Once you get them inside, they realize it's not as bad as they think because they hear all the horror stories over the years and, and it's not really that way anymore. The dealerships have changed so much. Just everything now is in the customer's favor. So just let them know, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go grab that and bring them out a couple of waters, make them a little more comfortable when you're outside even. So it is important. Now, sometimes you're going to try to get a customer to talk to you and they're just going to go, no, we're okay. And they're just going to walk away from you and be very ignorant. So, and you're going to get mad, but there's no reason to be mad at the customer. Unfortunately, 90% of those people have been dealing with bad salespeople who haven't exercised any of the things we're trying to teach you so that you are a good salesperson. So it's okay. Don't get mad at them. It's what we've done to the customers over the years that creates their negativity. So we have to do a better job at getting them in the program on the road to this sale. And you know what? Their entire objective of being there as crazy as it sounds, they really want to buy a car. That's why they came to the car dealership. They didn't come for any other single reason. However, they're going to do everything they can to make sure they don't buy a car. So they don't want to get taken advantage of is the entire issue that they're having. So you have to rest assured and or you have to get them to rest assured that they're dealing with the kind of person that number one is professional, number two is personable, and number three is someone they actually would like to do business with. People always do business with people they like to do business with. So 
just try to remember that in the back of your head. And don't get mad at the customer for, for the way they've been treated in the past and how they're acting towards you. It has nothing to do with you. It has to do with what they've been done to before. So it is important to remember that because it is easy to get negative on customers. And honestly, it's not the customer's fault ever. It's always what what's happened to them or what's been done to them. And even if nothing was done wrong, they may perceive that something was done wrong because of the way they were treated. So just remember that every time you're dealing with people, there's all kinds of different experiences. And until you're sitting in their seat, you don't know what has happened. Now, one of the things you can do is if they're the kind of people that are standoffish, like I talked about, I don't want to talk to you. I'm just going to go look on my own. Just leave me alone. That's fine. What I say to those people is great. If you're looking for new cars, they're over here to your left. If you're looking for used cars, they're over here to your right. Go ahead, look around. If you have any questions, my name's Kelly. Just come up here and I'll be waiting for you. Don't follow them around. Don't look at them. Don't do anything. Stay far away. Give them their space. Give them about five to 10 minutes. And then what I would do in the meantime is I'd walk in and just let my manager know, listen, I just talked to these people. They won't let me talk to them. They won't do anything. I'm just going to give them a little bit of space and kind of watch them. Now, understand, in the car business, that's your customer. There is You can't take somebody else until those people are handled properly and gone through the whole process. So you're going to have to find a way in. So it's very important that you do that. So let those people walk around a little bit. And then what I recommend you do is take a couple of bottles of water and you walk out there and you hand it to them. Say, listen, I know you wanted to be left alone, but I noticed you didn't have anything to drink. So I wanted to bring out a couple of bottles of water. And also here is my card because I know you're probably going to come up with some questions and that's just so you can ask me. Okay. I won't, I'm going to leave you alone, but you guys are more than welcome to just keep looking and this, that, and the other. And what you're going to find is at that point in time, when they realize you're not being pushy and overbearing, they're actually going to open up a little bit and they're going to ask you a question. And then your road to the sale has begun. It's pretty simple. I mean, the art of selling is gathering information, digging a little bit deeper, finding out a little bit of common ground. I mean, listen, you have to be a little well-versed in everything in this business. I mean, you have to know a little bit about politics, although I recommend you stay away from that and be very cautious because that is something that people are very touchy about today. Sports. It's very important to know about sports. It's very important to know about history. It's very important to know about, I mean, you're going to have customers that were in the Vietnam War and the Korean War. I mean, you've got people that that have seen some stuff. And I mean, there's some interesting people in this business. And if you take your time to sit there and talk to them and really care about what they're doing, you're truly going to be amazed at some of the people you meet. I mean, I've met Jimmy Buffett. I've sold Jimmy Buffett multiple cars. Um, I met Soup Malamala. He was a football player for the New York Jets. Uh, We've sold... uh, Geez, who else have we sold cars to? Asante Samuels, a defensive back. Um, Roy Mercer, a boxer. Uh, I mean, just a ton of people. Well, we, Delino DeShields, Digby DeShields, both baseball players back in the day. I mean, those guys all bought cars from us over the years. And, and honestly, you just don't know who you're going to meet on the car lot. It's crazy. But, you know, everybody is their individual, you know, person and personality. And they've all had different experiences. So, like I'm saying, you know, the more you find out about your customers, the and the better customers they're going to become. I mean, these are people you're probably going to be selling cars to for years. I mean, you're going to have some customers that buy five and six cars from you over the course of three or four years because they're going to have mom and dad and brother and sister and their family and their kids. I mean, it's amazing how deep it can go. If you're a good salesperson, you know, you could sell families five or six cars a year and, and four years. So, I mean, you just don't know. I mean... The, the ability for you to be 
um, common ground and that that familiarity with you is so important. And, and it's something that I don't think salespeople really spend enough time uh, on learning. I mean, the customers themselves are really, really defensive when they come in. So let's get, we all know that. And that's just, that's their nature and that's the way they've been treated and that's what they told. I mean, they, they're being told every day how much they're going to be ripped off when they walk in a dealership. And that's not true anymore. It's just not. People know everything. Information's out there on the internet. I mean, they know. It's our job to do a good job at building rapport, making them comfortable to do business with them. You know, people are going to make a decision based on three things. Do I like the person I'm dealing with? Do I like the vehicle I'm looking at? And do I like where I'm looking at it at? So if you've got a nice dealership and facility, show it to them. Show them the service area. Show them how nice the detail, you know, the whole shop and everything is back there. Show them the waiting room. Show them everything. Take time. Spend it with your customer. Build value with them. I mean, they're spending 30, 40, 50, 80, 100 sometimes three, four hundred thousand dollars on a car and we don't even spend enough time with them to care about what they do for a living. That's insane. You spend a half hour with somebody, you should know what they do for a living, how many people are in their family, what they're going to use the car for, what kind of cars they had in the past, where they bought them at. There's tons of information that you can gather all in this pre-sale information section if you just ask the right questions and ask those follow-up questions, man. Those follow-up questions are so crucial that they can take an average salesman and make him a superstar. And 90% of it is just about being a good person, taking the time, learning your customers, and learning more about your customers. If you think you know your customers, there's 10 times more stuff you should learn. And when you go into the desk and you say, hey, listen, I got a customer at my desk and they're looking at a new Honda Accord and the sales manager asks you a couple questions and you know them all. That's very impressive. So take your time. This, this is the most crucial step of the sale because not only does it gather that information that you need to proceed, but it also tells you everything you know about this customer and how you're going to use that later to close them. And then later again, to get referrals from them, take care of them when they're in service, be there for them, be a good salesperson. I mean, that's really what it takes to have this kind of career. And a lot of people aren't looking at it that way. A lot of people look at this as a job. And if you're looking at it like a job, it's just going to be another job on your resume. But if you decide to make this your career and you take this seriously, you can make millions of dollars over the years. There's a lot of people making a lot of money in this business. And I promise you, it doesn't happen unless you care about your customers and you take care of your customers and you do what you say you're going to do. That's this week's episode. So I just wanted to take a few minutes, cover those items. I'm going to give you a quick recap. We talked about the meet and greet a little bit, talked about how important it is to gather that information as they're pulling it in their car, looking at those license plates, those hats, the shirts, try to find that common ground, bringing them inside. Find out if you've got all the decision makers there, all the drivers are there, what the car is going to be used for. So many little things. And most important thing we remembered is to spend time learning your customers because that right there is what's going to make it easier for you to do your job in the long run. All right, guys. Well, that's this week's episode. And you guys have a fantastic week out on the blacktop.